Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, and I want to um, to let you know about books that Father David Tickerhoof, my frequent co-host, and I have available on Amazon. My books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma, and Freedom, Abundant Life Through Infinite Love, Father David's book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture. Also, if you're looking for intensive outpatient trauma therapy, parish healing missions, human and spiritual integration workshops, please visit my website at sacredhearthealingministries.com. So today I want to jump in with something that I hope will be very practical and very helpful for all of us, and that's some interventions to cope with stress. So what we know just from being human beings in this world, by whatever age we are, We know that we all experience stress in our lives at one time or another. And so whether that's from anxiety and apprehension about something upcoming in the future, or whether it's pain over hurtful things from the past, we can end up feeling like our emotions are kind of hijacking our brain and even our, the rest of our body. And that our ability to maintain that gift of the Lord's peace can be really feel like it's outside of our, our grasp, outside of our ability. Despite knowing the truth and trusting in God's goodness, we can even feel nervousness in our bodies that can make it feel quite difficult to concentrate, think straight, focus. So we're going to talk about why this is and what we can do about it. Happily, there are things we can do about it. And so the reason, let's look first at the reason this happens. So the reason this happens is because the emotional part of the brain, the limbic system and the right hemisphere of the brain are the most closely connected or well, they're, they're very closely connected. Let's say the right side of the brain is more, more closely connected to the limbic system than, than is the left side of the brain. So the left side of the brain is the more logical side and, and the right side is the more creative side. Okay. So So what can happen in times of stress is that the emotional part of our brain can become kind of stirred up and cause that right hemisphere of the brain to exert itself more than usual. And that means that left side, that logical side is exerting itself less than usual. There's only so much time and attention we can pay to things. That's because that right hemisphere of the brain experiences all time like it's now. So when that's going on, when that right side of the brain is really kind of, kind of hogging the show, if you will, then those painful things from the past or from the future, the worrisome things from the future can feel like they're going on right now. And so, you know, a lot of times people talk about mindfulness or being in the present moment, like that kind of thing. And that can actually be really hard to do when 
the past and the future are vying for our attention um, so intensely, right? And so it can make it really hard to be here in the present moment with the Lord who we know is right here, present to us, knowing us and loving us. We can feel like we're more in the past with that worrisome, painful thing or more in the future with whatever we have apprehension about. So the first thing to do is to remind yourself that what you're experiencing is very biological. And I just really think that's so key because, you know, that kind of like peels back a, le a level of shame, right? If I feel like I am my emotions and my emotions are very stressed out and anxious and, and um, worrying, and I can feel like I don't trust in God. And so I'm really a terrible person because, you know, here I am a, a, a Christian, actively practicing Catholic, maybe even I'm involved in ministry. And why can't I remind myself that, that God is good and he's in charge and, and he's going to use everything for me. And even though I, I really believe those things are true and Jesus, I trust in you, but why does it feel like I don't, you know? So understanding that it's very biological can help us to peel back that le level of shame and not have now negative emotions about my stressed out emotions, which just really can cause everything to snowball. And um, then I just feel like a big wad of, of pain and confusion and shame, right? So I know it's biological and then I can actually understanding that can foster a sense of compassion for ourselves, right? And so understanding, understanding that can help us realize what we're feeling isn't necessarily true just because it feels so big. Those emotions are emotions we're experiencing. They're not who we are, right? So if they're not who I am, then that means there's still a me who I, who I am at my essence, at my core, that knows God is in charge and that he's all good and he's for me and he'll use all things for my good. Okay. So that's a big piece right there. Then the next thing to do would be to engage that left hemisphere of the brain or the five senses, because doing so will get us back connected to the here and now. It'll dial us out of that right brain place and, and enable our ability, foster our ability, strengthen our ability to, to be in the present, be attentive to the present. So I'm going to, going to share with you some strategies to do just that. And, um, I really love doing this. I really, I think this is just such crucial information because really knowing these things can be like having a page out of the user's manual for our brain and why we don't get taught these things in school. I'll never understand because we know that that it's something that at one time or another, we're all going to, going to need to use, um, unlike maybe calculus or trigonometry. So, okay. So, so here's some strategies. So one strategy would be anything that stimulates both sides of the body is going to stimulate both sides of the brain because the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body and vice versa. So bilateral stimulation, big fancy term. All it really means is using both sides of the body. So that can be anything like walking or jogging or swimming or, or biking or, or things like that. Um, 
whatever it is that you like to do, even if you're not ambulatory, right? Even for, for folks who might be um, wheelchair bound or things like that, you can have um, a stress ball in both hands and squeeze that. Or, you know, if you don't have a, squ- a stress ball or two stress balls, just get a pair of socks in each hand, you know, and, and roll them up in a little ball and squeeze those, squeeze from the left and the right and the left and the right. And that will help engage both sides of the brain, therefore engaging the left side of the brain and helping kind of that come back online, if you will. And so it can do its thing of helping us experientially differentiate between the past, present and the future. So the all time doesn't feel like it's now. And I don't feel like I'm drowning in those things from the past or, or apprehensions about the future. Also, anything that stimulates the five senses can tune us back into the here and now, kind of brings our focus back to what's going on right now. So, so some examples, simple examples might be something like smelling perfume or cologne or essential oils. You know, you can even like put those on a little cotton ball and put them in a little sandwich bag and throw them in your purse or your backpack or your pocket. And if you get in a spot where, okay, feeling more anxious, pull that out and, and just take a whiff. You know, if you don't want to do that in front of people, go to the restroom, do it there. Um, sucking on a mint, right? Just because of the taste, you know, it's little, little, some mints can be pretty powerful and a little kind of jarring in a, a more stimulating kind of way. Um, chewing gum, another, another uh, example, or holding an ice pack, right? Because the, that sense of cold can, can kind of really get our attention. Um, the feel of rosary beads. A lot of times I know people carry rosary beads in their pocket. So, you know, it can be as easy as putting your hand in your pocket and just kind of being very attentive and, and, um, you know, conscious about the fact that you're, you're touching the beads and the beads are here in the present and here I am in the present. And, um, you can also like noting what we're seeing or hearing, just kind of making mental notes of those things. You know, some, sometimes you can look at it like name, to yourself, even three things above eye level, three things at eye level, three things below eye level, two things above eye level, two things at eye level, two things below eye level, one thing above and, and at and below. And the same with hearing, you know, name three things you hear, three things you touch, three things um, that you see, two things you hear, touch, and see. One thing you hear, touch, and see can just kind of bring you back to it's kind of like, I, I think of it like a, a camera lens and like focusing from that really like kind of cloudy, hazy to fine, crisp present. Um, math also math is almost exclusively a left brain function. So you can make up some math problems and work through those. <laughs> Definitely need to do those without a calculator, doing it with a calculator is not going to be helpful to you. So um, if you remember you know, long division from maybe like fifth grade, you can like make up some long division problems and work those out. Or if, uh, if you don't remember long division, that's fine too. make up a list of double or triple digit addition, um, and, and work through those puzzles, different puzzles. Um, because puzzles are, are very logic, uh, oriented and engaging of the logic and, and so left side of the brain. So, you know, things like jigsaw puzzles or Sudoku logic games, all kind of little things. If you have a smartphone, you can download such things on your smartphone and, um, and use those. That'd be a good use of the phone. 
um, that can really kind of employ the left side of the brain and get you back to a place of peace. I think, especially when we do these things intentionally, you know, instead of just as a way of zoning out, but more as a way of gaining focus. And these simple tools can, can really give us a way to collaborate with the Lord's gift of peace. Let me give you a, I want to give you a little story, a little anecdotal um, example of how this can work. So number of years ago, uh, a friend of mine and I had been talking about these things, been telling her about these things. And a few days later, she was taking her 16 year old daughter to take her driver's test. Okay. And on the way to the BMV, the poor kid, she's driving along with her learner's permit on the way to go take her driver's test. And, you know, so kind of like maybe a little, yeah, you know, kind of antsy about that anyway. And she's driving down the road and a deer runs out in front of the car and she has to swerve to miss the deer and doing so she hops the curb. So my gosh, this poor kid, you know, can imagine what that would be like. And so a few minutes later arrives at the BMV, pretty shaken up and getting ready to go and take her driver's test. And so thankfully her mom had the presence of mind to say, wait, don't get out of the car yet. And remembering about grounding techniques, she made up some, uh, some long division problems for her, maybe four or five long division problems for her, had her work those out. And the kid went in and she nailed her driver's test. Um, you know, if you're a teacher in a classroom, be a great thing. Or if you're, if you're a student and you're listening to this, be a great thing to do. If you have test anxiety, you know, if you're the teacher, if you're, you're a student, you're going into a test, just make up some long division problems, make up a couple of those and have the class. If you're a teacher, have the class work through those, whatever math problems, have them work through three or four of those after they've cleared their desks and have their pencils out and such. And they can work through those before you even pass out the test. And so they can help calm some of that test anxiety and you can use these things so that then your performance on the test is a, a better assessment of your knowledge instead of colored by the anxiety you might be feeling about the fact that you're taking a test to begin with. So again, just some simple tools to help us collaborate with the Lord's gift of peace. And may he give his peace to you this day and always. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.